Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Pure Dog Talk is proudly sponsored by Trepanion, medical insurance for pets. Through good times and bad, Trupanion is here for you. The Trupanion policy helps cover the cost of unexpected accidents and illness for your pets. The Trupanion team is still available, even in lockdown, 24-7, to help your pet. They also have a program dedicated to breeders, so you can send your litters home protected. Their breeder support program provides special offers that waive the waiting periods for your buyers. It's absolutely free for you to get started, Just sign up on the link at the website, puredogtalk.com. Don't forget, mention Pure Dog Talk sent you. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves. And this is a pretty important topic, you guys. As a matter of fact, it's another one I jumped up to the front of the queue, if you will. I'm visiting with Darcy Downs Volbrecht today. And she has some really important information for you guys. Everyone who is a dog person who is impacted by the COVID shutdowns, by the global pandemic that is sort of ruling all of our lives worldwide, for people here in the U.S., Darcy has some really important information for you guys about how to understand the system and how to understand what you are eligible to receive from the government assistance that has been put into place. So Darcy, welcome. Thank you so much. This is important stuff. Well, thanks for having me. I like talking about it and I think it's an important issue, especially right now. Yeah, I would say right now, like right this minute. So Darcy, tell us a little bit, give us the 411. Everybody has the 411. So tell us what you do for a day job that lets you be so smart about this. And I have to tell you guys, Darcy helped me through some of this too. So I've worked through this with her and I'm telling you, she's a genius. So tell us about that and tell us about your dogs. What's your breed? Border Terriers. Oh, very That's good. That's my breed. Although we've had German Shepherds and Dobermans in the past, but the Border Terriers, we've raised and grew up with them and never have been without them. Yeah. So very that's cool. the breed. I'm an attorney and come from a long line of attorneys that is my passion. I really do enjoy my work. I do a combination of litigation and healthcare law, which means I put together different physician groups and healthcare providers into various transactions like building an ASC or building a hospital, putting together payer plans with different provider networks so we can expand healthcare to rural areas, setting up clinics, making sure things are administratively compliant. Wow. And I love it. I used to do a substantial amount of litigation and trial work, but now I fortunately can sort of be proactive for a lot of my clients and hopefully avoid litigation more and more for them. But when I do get to go back to court and do litigation, I just love it. Very cool. You know what? Here's the thing. And I say this all the time on this show, but you guys, dog people... We have some wicked smart people and interesting, I could just sit and talk to dog people at dog shows all day long. For some reason, we get the most interesting people in the world. (laughs) I agree. Definitely. 
Okay, so talk to us about this topic and sort of what, if you will, generally made this something you were willing to talk about and in certain cases have helped some people with. In my real job, I'm helping bigger companies and then some smaller physician practices get all of the same assistance. Essentially, the programs we're going to talk about apply across the board to most entities and businesses. And so when I was doing that, I had to get up to speed very, very quickly. And we had to acquire a lot of money. We had to deal with a lot of employee layoffs and how to handle those employees in the interim so they could survive. Mm -hmm. And I realized at some point, a lot of people that I really care about, that I've grown up and admire, that I know are struggling, the dog people. Essentially, our entire sport has shut down with no dog show and no foreseeable end to it. I realized, I wonder if my friends in the dog show world are having these same issues, but maybe they don't have a lawyer or they don't have an aggressive financial planner to help get them through it. And maybe they don't even know or think they're eligible for it because some of them are not traditionally set up in some of the more traditional business entity structures. Right. So that's how I got into it. And I got very passionate about it pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it's so important. You know, when I talked to Dale, when I talked to Lee, I've talked about this particular shutdown situation a couple different times. And what consistently comes to the forefront is that we dog people, not only are we fascinating, we are very, very proud and we're very, very stubborn. And sometimes we don't ask for help when we need it. And so that was my thought after speaking with you about helping me. I said, well, let's see if we can't get this information out to more people and perhaps they will be able to see what they can do. So to start with, what's your number one thing that people should do no matter what? I think almost everyone should check and make sure that they are received their IRS stimulus money. That's a quick, easy check. It's not something that should take you along. And if you haven't filed for taxes in two or three or five years, it doesn't mean that you don't get that money. You still get the money. You simply have to register as a non-filer with the IRS to make sure that they know that you're on the radar and how to get it to you, whether by mail or whether by direct deposit. And that's a quick $1,200. There's a discussion right now. There'll probably be a vote here shortly that will allocate more money to that stimulus package, Mm -hmm. which means there'll be more money down the road. So it's important to check that now, make sure that you're getting it or you've got it. And do not be ashamed of that. Do not hesitate. Do not be fearful of that. It's not a trick. It's not something that you should feel like you're not entitled to that because you are. And It's something to apply for and make sure because most people are entitled to it. Right. And how is it that they are going to, if, for example, you've been, you know, running your business in such a way that you are intentionally or maybe accidentally not making money and you're not filing taxes, what is the system for someone who has not filed taxes that they go and register or sign up or click the button or whatever it is they need to do for that? So each person is going to be a little bit different. But if you're someone who has not filed taxes for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. and maybe the reason is is that your reportable income is below the threshold and you don't have to file taxes, you can go in and essentially fill that out 
for the 2019 tax year. And where do they do that, Darcy? It's irs.gov. Okay. From there, they would have to look up. There's a large banner at the top that says COVID-19 assistance. And you would look at non-filers. Okay. And there's a section in there that discusses how you go ahead and do it. But essentially, you set up a little account with IRS. It's essentially your email, your mailing address, your date of birth, and just basics. And then Mm -hmm. you go through a link where you check off questions. You know, I didn't file taxes last year. My taxes for 2019 are going to be below 12,000 or 12,200 mm-hmm. threshold. I won't be filing. And that'll handle your, not only for 2019, but it'll also get you that 1,200. Now, if you're somebody who is sort of just behind in your taxes for whatever reason, and that happens to a lot of people, there's nothing to be ashamed of with that either. You can file what's called a tentative or estimated 2019. You can work it off of that. You can still go in and you can still affirm that you have not yet filed for 2019. And you can then later amend the return after you've found some competent advice with either a bookkeeper or a CPA to help you get your taxes structured and in order. Right. And we had not long ago, actually, a interview on the podcast with a CPA talking about dog people filing their taxes. <laughs> and she's my personal CPA. So one of the things she told me is that the tax deadline is now pushed for filing to July, right? Correct. Which yeah. means if you potentially owe taxes, mm-hmm. then you get a break mm-hmm. till July to file. There's talk of extending that deadline again. I'm not certain that'll happen, Mm. but there is a discussion about that again. Interesting. And also something important to know, if you owed taxes in the past and you're either on a payment plan or if you're trying to owe those taxes from last year and you're concerned and you're getting letters, if you are upfront and you contact the IRS, they're giving extensions to everyone. In fact, they've stopped sweeping bank accounts this period through July. Wow. Through the end of the year, they've stopped sweeping people who owe on the student loans. They stopped recouping income tax returns, hmm. you know, money back. Some people have even received checks back from the government that they seized or took in February. Oh, wow. The state refunded that money. So don't be afraid. You have to confront it head on and just go through it, even though it can be torturous. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth doing. It's worth doing. It's sort of like a bed of nails, my interactions with the IRS, but okay. (laughs) Right. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so that's an important piece. That's $1,200 that's in your pocket, and that's there. So then what's your next step if you're a dog handler, a vendor, a judge, a photographer, a groomer, a boarding kennel owner, a veterinarian, etc.? So your very next step, and it's something that every one of those people should do, and this is across the board, whether you're a corporation, whether you're an S-corp, whether you're an LLC, whether you're a sole proprietorship, whether you're just kind of going along on your own or have a small partnership that's not registered anywhere, whether you're an independent contractor, meaning you work for somebody else and you get a 1099 at the end of the year, or if you're self-employed and you don't have any of those structures set up, Every single one of you needs to go in and look at the Small Business Administration. It's the sba.gov website, Mm -hmm. and that'll describe a number of types of relief. Right now, the main 
type of relief that is open and available to people is they call it the PPP. It's the Paycheck Protection Program, yep. which is an allocation of funds that is designed to provide two and a half months, essentially, of payroll and some additional business expenses to small businesses. And I know that you probably are aware that in the first set of funding, they didn't have a lot of controls in place. So a lot mm-hmm. of those loans were made to large companies, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse probably didn't need that several million dollars, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And there were a lot of others. Right. So many have returned the money. But then in the second round of funding, they put in a different cap for different banks and they made non-traditional lenders more user-friendly for people. And those non-traditional lenders are online lenders like Cabbage, Bluevine, Fundio, Lendio, Fundera. There's a number of them. PayPal Mm -hmm. does them. And they all received the authority to do these and process these SBA loans. And they're loans that the Paycheck Protection Program is forgivable, which essentially makes it a grant, provided you use it as it's intended for payroll, whether that's for yourself or for your employees. And that, I think, is an important thing right there, Darcy, because my understanding was it's employees. Well, I'm the only employee, but wait. (laughs) Right. You are an employee. And that's the same for many handlers, for many photographers, for many of the vendors at the shows and countless people that are affiliated with what we do. Right. And so I think that's just really important to hear because it was brand new information to me. And I've actually followed this relatively closely. Even if you are a sole proprietor, even if you have no employees, even if it's just you, the point is you can get this forgivable loan so long as you use it to pay yourself. Okay. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So the SBA has a number of relief options available. One of them, which is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, I'll just call it the EDL loan. Mm -hmm. That loan was open and that gave some initial money immediately up to 10,000. But the issue with that became it was spent down so quickly that they have now shut it down to regular businesses, except, and there are many people in the dog world who still qualify for this and I'm still doing some of these for an agricultural exception. Mm-hmm. The agricultural option, so if you're a breeder mm-hmm. and you're breeding some dogs, I mean, I think there's some ways I have managed to get through a few for people or people who do dogs and horses or dogs and mm-hmm. sheep or dogs and goats. You don't have to be a large entity and you don't have to necessarily be structured as a farm per se or structured hardly at all. As right. can be. But you can still qualify for that and it can be a certain amount. But with those, and I want to make sure everyone knows, even if you didn't use that PPP money or the EDL money as it's intended, if you used it to get through this time in some other way, the PPP loan interest rate, if you had to pay it back, is 1%. Right. So you're not going to get a better rate than that. Which is a whole lot better than your credit cards that are maxed out, right? And you can use the one to pay the other. I mean, I get that it's robbing Peter to pay Paul, but right now that's better than paying nobody. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But they need to look at it. They need to go in and look at it and understand that it is there for them. 
Right. Okay. To get the PPP loan, I would say try to avoid your bigger banks. Your Wells Fargo is just simply not going to get you the loan you need. Right. Neither will most of your bigger banks. So what you want to look for are those online quick, they're capped at $2 million. Most dog people are not going to be in that range. Right. Because again, it's only a two-month salary amount, but some might be, you don't know. I've had loans go through on the PPP program through Cabbage, through PayPal, through Lendio. Fundera's sort of a, I don't want to say a broker, but they put you with the right lender mm-hmm. and get you through it quickly. And I've seen people be approved within an hour and some be approved within three days and some within a month. But mm. either way, they've gotten anywhere from $1,000 for a very small entity. And in dogs, I've gotten them up to 97000 Wow. So there's a big range there, mm-hmm. but it will help you no matter what you do. And then we have spreadsheets that help you track. Once you're funded, you can keep track of where you're spending the money. You send that spreadsheet back to the government and that's how you get it forgiven. So go look at those websites and apply. Do not be afraid to apply. The process is a little bit tedious. And what's the one thing you said? If you're a corporation and you have to keep your corporate and your personal, help me. (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay. So when you are going for some of these different things, you might wear many hats. If you have an LLC or if you have a corporation or if you're just, I don't want to say not organized, but when I say that, I mean that in the strictest legal term. You might be the most organized breeder, trainer, but you might not have a legal entity or structure. So when I say you're not organized, that's what I mean. If you don't have that, then that's another hat. So there are some people who might have a corporation that have a boarding business. They might have an LLC where they get a Schedule C and that's their salary, which is the profits from that business. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be an LLC. They might be an officer or director. Same thing with the corporation. And then in their other life where they maybe breed dogs and sell them or train but don't have a legal structure, they're self-employed on that round. Mm. So there's a lot of ways and a lot of hats you could wear and a lot of ways you could apply. So when you apply, if you're applying for, let's say, your corporation, that's one thing. If you're applying for your LLC, that would be different. If you're applying for yourself as an individual, that's different. Good. That was helpful for me when you explained it to me. And I think helpful for people to understand as they go through these rather tedious processes. (laughs) Right. And the frustration, right? Right. Don't be frustrated with technology because I feel like that's almost designed to frustrate people and make them give up, but don't give up. You have to just work through it. (laughs) Push through it. Maybe you can do it. Okay. (laughs) Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. So, hey, crew. New year, new decade. Let's have some new Pure Dog Talk promos while we're at it, shall we? All right. Our patrons group continues to grow and thrive. It's like the NPR of dogdom. It's so cool. And Pure Dog Talk offers you, my loyal listeners, an opportunity to get in on the fun. Pure Dog Talk patrons are invited to join a closed Facebook chat group just for you. And I promise you, no drama mamas, no keyboard warriors, just fabulous, supportive, pure dog talk fans. That's it. Each month, I pick a photo submitted by our patrons group to be the cover image on the Facebook page. You guys have seen it. 
And anybody with a quick question gets immediate feedback from moi personally, as well as input from the array of patron group members. Pretty fun. The patrons group also gets first dibs on podcast topic suggestions. So if you have something you want to hear about, that's a good way to do it. And to celebrate the new year, I'm adding a whole new technological challenge to my life. Oh my God. I will be hosting Facebook Live discussions for patrons only on the final Monday of each month from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time zone. Yeah, baby, yeah! Y'all join us from wherever you are, but that's when they'll be. Just a few of our planned topics of conversation include advertising on a shoestring budget. (laughs) Yeah, trust me, we can talk about that. Campaigning a special just for runner handlers. Problem solving the stack. Tricks of the trade for grooming, like what products do I like or anybody else like. Open mic Q&As, all that kind of stuff. What you guys need to know is that the generosity of... Pure Dog Talks patrons is literally what keeps the MP3s running here. The money is set aside exclusively for overhead and operational expenses. That's it. Now, I'm incredibly grateful to our corporate sponsors. You have no idea. They have the dedication to purebred dogs and the resources to ensure that Pure Dog Talk remains a powerful voice for purebred dogs. That you guys, y'all believed in this mission and you've supported it from the beginning. You are the heart and soul of my crusade to provide all purebred dog lovers a constantly growing, challenging treasure trove of knowledge in a 21st century format. Like a real world. So just click the Be My Patron on Podbean button on the website. It's quick, it's easy, it's secure. And I hope to see all of you on the next Facebook Live chat. So now the next one that you talk about is unemployment through your state. Correct. And this is new with this particular fiasco that we're in right now, that gig workers, sole proprietors, self-employed, whatever, are able to apply for unemployment. Am I understanding that correctly? Correct. And it's not traditional unemployment. It is pandemic unemployment insurance. And so with that, they've made it very open and very flexible in terms of who's eligible for it. And if you're self-employed or if you're a small LLC and you're not paying into your state unemployment system for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. If you're self-employed and you're checking in there, I'm self-employed, I can't work because of COVID because anybody who works and gets paid and is going to dog shows is eligible because there are no events that you're able to regularly travel to now because of the travel restrictions. So each state has a different way of administering it. And some states are much more sophisticated and on top of it than others. Some are not. Some make you apply for regular unemployment. And then when you are denied that, then they qualify for the PUA, the pandemic insurance. Interesting. For some, you can just apply for pandemic. So some states make it, what did you call it? PUA? Is that correct? Right. PUA is the pandemic unemployment assistance. Okay. And so you need to go to your state's website. Where are they going to find that? 
So each state has an unemployment administration, and sometimes it's your economic development. It could be your Department of Economic Security. It could be if you live, for example, in California, you can Google it. You can Mm -hmm. Google California pandemic unemployment, and it will give you a link. And that's ca.edd.gov. But New York has a separate one. Florida has a different one. Texas has a different one. Alabama, Arkansas, each state has their own that you would look for. And you will find it. It may be named something differently, but it will Mm -hmm. nonetheless have that PUA pandemic unemployment will be what you're applying for. Okay. And then what's the process for that? What do they have to prove that they are out of work? So fascinatingly, (laughs) unlike regular unemployment, where you need to go look for a job every week and you need to prove you're trying to find employment and that you're willing to do something different. This is different. It doesn't require you to do that. It also does not require you to show a lot of proof of things. Mm. So you fill out what your salary is or what you believe it to be. And some people will qualify for the lowest. The lowest I've seen has been roughly $100, $121 a night. I believe it was Alabama. Is that per week, per month, per once? That's the regular unemployment you'll get as a baseline per week. Okay. But the pandemic unemployment insurance is attached to that. And that's $600 per week. And it's retroactively dated back to the date that you last worked, provided it's after February 2nd, which is essentially when the pandemic insurance became available Mm -hmm. nationally. Mm -hmm. So if you stopped going to shows in February, if you stopped being able to work because of sickness or shutdowns or travel issues in March, if you were at the Louisville shows and you had to come home, then those would be the dates back to which you would be paid. You would put that in as the date you stopped working. Right. You can get paid back to those dates. And that lasts for what duration of time? So again, each date is slightly different. But when I say you'll get paid, you will get paid whatever each state determines your amount would be based on your declared income as a self-employed individual. But then that $600 will go into effect whenever your state has their PUA established. Mm. So, for example, some states didn't get it established till the first week of April, but that will go from the first week of April to the end of July. So everything up until April, so if you came home from Louisville Mm -hmm. and you worked, so you would have most of March, you would get at that lower rate, the $150 a week. Okay. But then the 600 kicks in on April 1st and goes to July 25th. Okay. In some states, some other states are out to August 15th, depending on when their PUA started. But that amount then will get reduced unless this new package that comes through extends it. And I think it will. Mm -hmm. But either way, that will get you through to that point. And then if dog shows are still not back by the end of July, which is a strong possibility, Mm -hmm. at least not at full capacity, Mm -hmm. then you would remain on that unemployment at that lower rate through December right now. It's been a 35-week eligibility. Okay, so then my question becomes, so I'm a dog handler that can't work, but I've got these side hustles. I'm driving DoorDash, um, you know, whatever it is I'm doing. Am I still allowed to do this unemployment insurance? You are. You should apply for it. And every week you'll have to 
or every two weeks, depending on the state. You'll have to certify and declare any new income that you're making. And these are income that you would be reporting on your taxes, you know, not gifts from family or whatever, Mm -hmm. but things that you're doing. And it can reduce the amount of your regular income, mm-hmm. but not necessarily your pandemic, as long as you're still qualified for that 600. So you're saying that the pandemic piece of unemployment is going to come through no matter what you're making on your side hustle? It should. Okay. It should. Okay. I think most people probably, if they have a side hustle, probably aren't maybe reporting it. <laughs> Valid. As would if they came into my office and had to get a legal recommendation about what to do with that. So I think it just depends on where you're at with it Mm -hmm. and how much you are actually making. If you're making enough that you don't need it, and when I say don't need it, I don't mean that in a way that, look, I can survive this. I can get by without doing any of these things. Most people could. However, in this time, since we don't know how long this will last and we don't know what the future holds, we want to obviously have our sport to come back to. So we want to keep as many people and dogs as possible. You do need this assistance. You do need this aid because it will help you through the long run. And we don't know how long it will be available before the money essentially will run out for the government. Mm -hmm. So when dog shows come back, we need people to come back with it. Yeah, absolutely. And the only way we can do that is if we all work together and hang together and support each other and make use of the resources that are available. Right. And here's another thing, Laura, I might not have mentioned. So the reason I tell dog people to apply for everything is because let's say you do it right, you apply for everything and you are granted everything. You always have the option of returning the money. Mm. You have the option of saying, I don't need it now. You have the option, but if you don't apply for it, you don't have the option. Yeah. And you don't want to triple or double dip. That's why I'm saying you keep very accurate records of the payroll If you get a PPE, you keep accurate records. If you get the unemployment, you keep accurate records. I'm telling everyone should be applying for the unemployment because you're most likely to get that and your employees are most likely to get that. Right. And then if you get the PPE and you want to get off of the unemployment part and pay yourself, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Or you can use the money for something you know different and mm-hmm. not ask for it to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. There's a million ways to structure it. And you don't want to double dip or triple dip because obviously that's not right. Right. That's not acceptable. Right. But you better keep your options open. And so you need to be applying for all these things because once the dust settles and you know what you've been granted or haven't been granted, right. that's when you start making the financial decisions about how to spend it and which is the best program for you. Right. Well, and like you said, if you have the loan made available to you from the PPP and don't use it for your payroll, but rather use it to pay off your credit cards, you're still paying 1% on that loan versus 15% on your credit card. Correct. It's a good business decision. Yes, it is. And apply for the PPP through two or three lenders. Mm -hmm. Okay. For sure. Need as many chances as possible. And you mentioned this, but I don't know that we actually addressed it specifically. There is a finite amount of funding available through that PPP program currently. Correct. Is this something, give recommendations like, do this tonight. (laughs) Do this last night. Right, exactly. (laughs) I will tell you that time is of the essence on all of these. Well, this is why we bumped the regularly scheduled program for you to come and talk on Thursday. So this is, I'm saying, this is important, guys. Right. 
everybody needs to get on it and do it as soon as possible because we're coming up. A couple of the banks have already stopped taking applications. Right. There are a lot of applications in the queue and you need to have that application in because your standing is there. And then when additional funding is brought in or if large entities are given loans like Ruth Chris and then they decide to give it back, then you're in the mix. Like a dog show, if you don't enter... That's right. You're not entered. Can't win if you don't enter. I think that's a really, really great analogy. All right. Well, Darcy, thank you so very much. I really, really appreciate your time. You are a busy and influential person, and I really am grateful for you spending some time with us. Oh, thank you for spreading the word. All right, guys. I'm saying we'll have a few links on there, but you're going to have to put your own states up. So go get it done. Get on it. All right. Thanks a lot, Darcy. Thanks, Laura. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk.